All right, my talkers, it's the home stretch to 4th of July weekend. And for Lori and Julia today, we have a very special guest host. It's Brittany Witch. Grant, you're going to find out Lori is the only one who actually takes care of my career. <laughs> <laughs> including, well, that's including myself. She's the one who's always like, we will play your song. That's right. We will get you a, a contract. Yeah. We will get you a raise. I'm, I'm doing it, Brittany. Lori's in charge. You're the number one uh, pinch hitter. Hi, that's... What would we do without you? I mean, you probably would be just fine. Um, no, no, we would be nope. patching things together and asking people here and there. You're it's right. very nice that you've got the time and the, the inclination. The time is what's key, right? <laughs> the availability. I've, yeah. I've heard that before. Okay. Uh, so, yes, Julia's off uh, to... Bozeman. She sent me a note. Oh, I didn't know she's going to Bozeman. Yeah, that's where both of her sisters live. And oh, yeah. she sent me a note at 7 a.m. Well, I listened to you and I got here early and I got through really pretty fast. And I said, now enjoy the people watching. Relax. And you don't have to because they showed at like 725. They had somebody out at the airport and it was nuts. Wild. So how how so how early did she go for her flight? Well, I mean, I think she had like a, you know, an 8:30 flight. So I just said, you know, you're right at the cusp like yeah. like 7 to 9 is super busy. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many flights are leaving at that time, but are you, are you or Casey or both of you? Are you guys like let's just get there super early? Well, Julia and I love getting to the airport early. Me too. I, we love yeah. the people watching. She likes it when she goes with me because I always companion her butt into yeah. the Delta Lounge if we're at the main <laughs> airport. Yeah, or, I could or imagine if we're rolling at Terminal with you, yeah. Two, flying out on Sun Country. Then we're Barrio is oh, our yeah. bar. Yeah, that's not shabby that, that we like. So yeah, we like getting there early and just shopping and me too i like getting there early and like whatever meal i'm gonna have before i get on the plane yeah it's just kind of nice yeah i'm all about figuring out what kind of fun airport food i'm gonna eat i I love that i love and then you don't have the stress yeah you know i mean i don't want to get there four hours early or anything you know my dad is kind of he's really a goofball he's like I'm getting there three hours early. I'm like, Dad, that's kind of early. Yeah, yeah my parents are the same way. Yeah. It's and insane how early they want to get there. My, my husband, he used to fly a lot for his other job, so he would just be really casual about it, and it would give me so much anxiety. Yeah. Well, before 9-11, yeah. I would, you know, just 20 Roll minutes up. twenty minutes before the flight. I could see it. you. I I could see you. Like, the wind would hit you right. Because nothing. I get mean, we traveled. Yeah. Julie and I traveled for work for Carlson, and we were traveling all the time, so... But then after 9-11, then everything changed, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. And But yeah, you just were like, uh, yeah, no big deal. Except unless you were going international. Yeah, yeah. And then you kind of had to. All right, do you guys want some um, knock-knock jokes about America since it is the 4th of July? Long weekend. I know, I know people are psyched. And I know people are trapped in traffic. Yes, we want it. Give okay. it to us. Let's see. Um, how come there aren't any knock-knock jokes about America? I don't know. Because freedom rings. Uh, <laughs> wah, wah. These also could be um, pickup lines if you if you're really. In oh, I've got Fourth of July pickup lines oh, for the end of the show, sister. Never let us down. Um, what would you get if we crossed George Washington with cattle feed? No idea. I guess this isn't a knock knock joke. First of all, uh, the fodder of our country. <laughs> <laughs> that one felt a little. Forced. I did. <laughs> 
If you crossed a patriot with a curly-haired dog, what would you get? Um, you should uh, get this one, dog lover. Presidential poodle. Yankee poodle. Oh. <laughs> what? Um, what do you get when you cross a dinosaur with fireworks? Uh, a bront, uh, a t wrap, uh, dynamite. Oh. <laughs> oh, these are pretty bad. No, pretty they're bad. good. They're good. What did the colonists wear to the Boston Tea Party? Um, a, a wig, tea shirts. <laughs> I like that. That's good. I know it. And my last one is. <laughs> What we, what was George Washington's favorite tree? It was a elm. The infantry. Hmm. Get it? No. Mm-hmm. The infantry because he, you know. Oh, infantry. infantry. <laughs> I was deployed with the infantry. I, was and say, I did right. not get that. Again, I was like, one. I kept really that. hitting the infant part. And I was like, I don't get what. Does Babies? he like babies? <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you know what? A new poll found only eight percent of Americans hate fireworks, but in so many parts of the country, they're begging people not to set off fireworks. Okay, I'm not okay. My dogs, one of them does not like it, but I'm not anti fireworks. I am confused though. They started like a month ago. Yes, they did. What is going? Like this is not a summer thing. This is a Fourth of July thing. So yeah. that's where I get annoyed because it's like I think it was pandemic vaccination fireworks that yeah. people were letting off. But it, like they're begging people on the West Coast, particularly, and I know there's lots of parts of Minnesota, and Wisconsin, the mid, but that are very, very dry. So yeah, the good thing about if you're up at someone's lake, yeah, boom, set them off over the lake, over the lake on your dock. My Probably, fa- you know, it's bad for something, but it's better than setting Agreed. Yeah. the forest on fire. Like, go hard this weekend, and then let's be done with fireworks. Yes, that's my mom. Summer. She's the same way, because both of her, all three of her dogs absolutely hate it. Yeah, what, hate fireworks. Once you have that, you're like, and I have no idea. I've got these foster puppies in my basement, and the foster mama, and I don't know how they're going to be. So just like I said, if, especially if you're in Eden Prairie, I want you to blow off. Every firework you have. I'll stay home with the dog. What's wrong with Roman candles and sparklers? Yeah, yeah. The big ones. Yeah. yeah. Go hard. Grant, do you set up fireworks? Uh, yes. Yeah. Not 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 here yeah. in the cities. Up at our cabin, okay. we would do it all the yeah. time. But no, I'm with you because I have also in the dog the, world. Uh, and and my dogs are fine. But my friend tells me that the, the chaos that his dog has to go through because, like you said, let him off once. But then it goes on from like midnight to 3 a.m. and... So if 8% of Americans Ugh. hate um, fireworks, are we going to say like 85% of dogs hate them? Probably the yeah. reverse. Yeah, I would think Unless so. Unless they're like a, a hunting dog and they're used to the crack of that sound. That's- yeah, I think, I mean, even that, it's just a lot, right? Like, especially when you don't expect them. Mm-hmm. In, in August 3rd, when I'm sitting outside and all of a sudden it's, <laughs> and you're like, stop. <laughs> Stop. I'm Get that, a hobby. I'm that way after like midnight on Saturday and Sunday of this week. And I'm like, you had from 10 to midnight. Enough of this 1, 2 a.m. fireworks stuff. I'm trying to go to bed. Yeah. That's what I don't well, like. I mean, you know, I don't mind a don't 1 a.m. or a 2 yeah. a.m. shower. Yeah. <laughs> Lori's a wild woman. Yeah. She's the one lighting them. She'll be up later than me this weekend, I'm sure. Always. Oh, come on. Well, tonight, I'm not going to be up later than you, I don't think. Oh, yeah, you got an early morning to go up north, right? Yeah, probably get up early and just I'm avoiding the driving after work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smart. Are you Because I I think it's like 
Gonna be every nuts. well, it was busy at noon yeah. because everyone was like, "I'm leaving work early and I'm going to jump and beat the traffic." Yeah. So it was not. Was it nuts getting here? It today? was nuts getting here. I left. Anyway, I mean, it was. It was as bad as I thought it would be and not worse. Like, I definitely left super early, but it's always... Yeah, because everyone's cutting out early. Oh, I've got an appointment. Yeah. I've got this. <laughs> Isn't it weird how the optometrist has so right. many open so many appointments on Friday afternoon. Oh, I'm getting my teeth clean. Can you believe I picked July 2nd? I didn't I even know when I booked it six months ago. <laughs> it's wild. That would have been a good one. Uh, wild. Uh, yeah, it should be bad on the one I drive into. So I just take my... I drive the convertible. I take my time. Yeah. I'll stop for ice cream if it's really bad nice all right listen uh britney is filling in for julia when we come back it's our story we can't get enough of we are playing it because um quest loves documentary about a series of outdoor concerts that happened in harlem in 1969 the same time as the apollo moon landing and about a month before woodstock um just has been released wide released in theater and on hulu today chris hewitt Three and a half stars. He said, please see the joyous summer of soul and see it, excuse me, in a theater with primo sound. Oh, yeah. 98%, you guys, on Rotten Tomatoes this week. Here's a little bit of audio. Uh, Rachel Lindsay, I think this is from Extra TV, talking to Questlove. Uh, because you don't really think of a the leader of the roots and a you know drummer to become a movie director, but yet he has with this and hitting it out of the park. This one um, at Sundance this year, it won um, the uh, audience award and then the critics award. Okay. So here we go. Summer of 69 was all about peace, love, and Woodstock. Are you ready, black people? But during that same year, at the dawn of the black power movement, a young Stevie Wonder, Gladys Knight and the Pips, B.B. King, and The Fifth Dimension, featuring Marilyn McCoo and Billy Davis Jr., performed just 100 miles away at the Harlem Cultural Festival, where it united over 300,000 people. Something very important was happening. What were your best memories about the Harlem Cultural Festival? To show them what The Fifth Dimension was about, we Marilyn wanted McCoo. to sing some more material to, for them that they hadn't heard before. Then seeing the kids, you know, the kids, they got to dance, you know, they out there just dancing. The group's Grammy-winning duo talked more about it in the just-released documentary, Summer of Soul, directed by The Roots, Questlove. Your debut as a filmmaker in such a powerful way, when did you know that you wanted to first make this film? This film found me. Back in 1997, first time that the roots went to tokyo my translator took me to the soul train cafe in tokyo where they had all these kind of like uh monitors on the walls with soul acts of the day but he did realize that constant loop of footage was a piece of history he had to tell and Questlove had a huge celebration for it on juneteenth in new york gladys performed and vanessa williams was singing along to marilyn and billy's music what do you want people to take away in watching this? Black joy is often a component that's not necessarily seen as important as the blood we shed. So for this to be that platform, I'm beyond elated. Okay, so and the movie is rated PG-13 for smoking and drug references. Okay. Just FYI. But um, he, I mean, just it's rave reviews for this. And I've seen Questlove. He's been doing interviews all over the place. But 
the story is about how this this footage happened to you know be available is that um so this this um Harlem Cultural Festival ran for 6 weeks straight mm-hmm. they had i mean Stevie Wonder Mahalia Jackson wow. Aretha Franklin Nina Simone the Fifth Dimension the Staple Singers Gladys Knight and the Pips Sly and the Family Stone so footage of this festival was shot and it was in a basement for 50 years and the published this producer became aware of this footage and he got the film and TV rights from its original producer and they couldn't really you know believe that here was this footage of all these amazing kind of iconic people and so when it premiered at like I said at Sundance it, in um this past January, it won the Grand Jury Prize and the uh, Audience Award. And, um, you know, Questlove showed a trailer of it at the Oscars. Yeah, I remember year. that. Yeah, that was my first exposure to it. Yeah, and so uh, it's called, the full movie is called Summer, Summer of Solar When the Revolution Could Not Be Televi- Televised. But he just, um, you know, he's like, we, I'm going to make, I'm going to figure out a way with this producer to make this concert footage that had sat in somebody's basement for 50 years work. And then intercut with, you know, people that are so live or were able to be on camera talking about it. And like Chris Hewitt said, the music and the, the performances are so electrifying. He said when Mahalia Jackson and Mavis Staple duet on Martin Luther King Jr.'s favorite hymn, Take My Precious Lord, a performance so electrifying, they seem to be directing it to Questlove from heaven. Is that so wild? Yeah, yeah. So um, it, it definitely, I know that they were talking about you got to see this in theaters. And I have a hard time going into theaters in the summer. I'm oh, just. But when it's so hot out, it's a relief. You're right. And I should think about that. But I, I constantly am like, I guess I've still wanted to. There's other shows I want to see. So, but I do like that's going to be on Hulu. I could see myself curling up like tonight and watching it on Hulu. That would be really fun. Yeah. I know last week the movie theaters in Washington State were very busy. Were they just packed? Well, there's no air conditioning out there. Yeah. And it was like so hot for so many days. Yeah. And that was always a thing. Um, I know like when our family lived in Japan and in the summers, it's incredibly humid and hot. Like yeah. Florida, steamy hot, like in the summer. And we either lived at the pool or my mom would give us money. And there was a movie theater on base and we would just sink into the air conditioning. Oh, I bet. You know, it just feels good when it is a really hot day mm-hmm. to get out of it. So anyway, so Summer of Soul and uh, people are loving it. The reviews are amazing. And 300,000 people came to this festival over the six weeks. So Six weeks. Like, and that's what's wild. And they it kept was something profe- going for six, six weeks. weeks. And it was professionally shot using multiple cameras, and it has all been unaired until now. That's wild. That's yeah. got to be amazing. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I, I love that Questlove, you know, uh, went to a cafe in Tokyo or a restaurant, and it was Soul Train, and, you know, because those... I mean, I don't know if you guys are even familiar with Soul Train, the I mean, show. Yeah, like just only like peripheral or seeing things here and there. But yeah. yeah, there's by no means I have a depth of knowledge of it. I know this is he's been promoting this for a while. I mean, ever since I saw it in the Oscars, I feel like I see it everywhere. Yeah. 
Um, it's finally out. It's finally out. I'm uh, yeah. I'm excited to yeah. see this. And and I mean, here's the thing. Like when you start talking about critics awards and all that stuff, when you talk about uh, the the film festivals, they're always good. When they get that stamp on them, they yeah. always end up being really good. You can't really go wrong. You can't go wrong. And you so. can't go wrong with 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. I, right? That's pretty good. That's wild. <laughs> that never, ever happens. So, um, anyway, yeah, I guess uh, some of the fashion that we're going to oh, maybe I see in bet. this. Uh, and I did see from the one trailer, I was like, wow, people were wearing a lot of sombreros. Well, I... In well, 1969, like, that, was my, that was my takeaway. Maybe, yeah, maybe when you're in the sun that long, sombrero is the only <laughs> the answer. The only answer. And they were like the straws. Uh, I saw this one guy. I was like, guy, he looks great in his crop top, <laughs> bell-bottom pants. And then a sombrero with little dangling, yeah, like balls. loosely, done. yeah, the balls or whatever. You know the what's, tassels. What's nice <laughs> Thank about you for clarifying yeah, tassels? Right. Um, <laughs> what's nice about a sombrero at a music festival is you're not only protecting yourself. It's not so high that it's interfering with sight lines. I was going to say you are protecting the seven people, people around, around you. you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. You're a man of the people. You're right. Don't put that thing. Don't tilt that hat back on your head so it's blocking the right. View. Right. right. It's, um, because I know people are driving out to Treasure Island right now for Foreigner. Oh, oh yeah. What a fun night. Yeah. What a fun, beautiful night for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. All right, listen, we come back. It's our buddy from Channel 5 Eyewitness News, Matt Belanger. He's back. Hang, hang on a sec. Let me get Matt in here. It's that time of the week. Time for... It's Matt Belanger. 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 Is that it? It's Matt Belanger. No. Belanger. Want to try again? It's Matt Belanger. Juliet, that's not even how you pronounce Bazinga. It's, it's Matt Belanger. Don't listen to them. It's Matt Belanger. It's Matt Belanger. Oh, man, we haven't had <laughs> And we're back. It's been a while. I'm so glad you didn't break up with me. I know you thought we were breaking up with you. I thought we were going to have to take this to Second Chance Romance. Yeah. I really thought we were going to have to go there, but uh, it turns out just needed the the little reset. We were just recalibrating, which basically the Hollywood speak on that is that we didn't know what the hell we were doing. (laughs) And we just decided not to have you on because we needed to talk about it, but we didn't want to talk about it, so that's what we did. It's so funny because the other day I hadn't been in your guys' show for a while, and Julia texted me and said, are we good? And I go, yeah, of course. And it was just such a funny moment. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love you guys. And, then, and it's just, I didn't feel like that was very similar with oh, your, like, yeah. uh, we're like, yeah. What's going on? No, yeah. that, that was great. And my favorite part of everything was when you butt dialed me during the new news oh, today. Oh, thank you. Oh, good. <laughs> that was the best part. I'm like, Lori, hello. I've got 30 seconds. <laughs> anyway, how's everybody doing? Uh, big news. I, I was so excited when I found this out this morning and it was announced that Lizzo, was is coming back? Coming back! Finally, the first first concert back in Minnesota since 2019, and you know we, Lori and Julie and I, Brittany, yes. yeah. we went to Lizzo at the, at the Armory. Armory. Little did we know that was going to be it for a while, right? Uh, because that was her last appearance here in Minnesota, and um, boy, that was fun. You were you're high rollers, so y'all were up uh, on the fa- upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down with the proletariat, you know, I, on the floor. But that is a great place to see a show. It is a lot of bathrooms. 
lot of bars. Yes. And it's in a big square. There's so no there's no bad sight line at all. Everybody has a great sight yeah. line. It doesn't matter where you are. And I love it when everyone can get a drink and everyone can pee. That's very important. It's very important. <laughs> it's very important. And in let's life. be honest. It, yeah, without check. having to wait in big, long lines. It and, is nice. And they oh, pack the, the I mean, that place can hold a lot of people, so you do need the bathrooms and the bars yeah. because it's a big so crowd. So she's coming back. To Treasure Island. And she's going to be performing out, I think it's outside at the, the uh, amphitheater yes. out there. And uh, September, let me see the date. September 11th. Easy to remember, right? So she's oh, going to be doing it on September same, 11th. That's Basilica Black Party. So people are going to have to choose. Yeah, I've already chosen Basilica Black Party. Uh-huh. Sorry, Lizzo. Well, me there too. may be some diehard Lizzo fans oh, who are no. going to easily choose. And here's something that could maybe convince some people who might be on the fence. I don't remember what we paid for those tickets to go to the Armory to see right. Lizzo, but I know it was not $47. Right. Some of the some of the general the general admission tickets here for Lizzo at Treasure Island coming up September. Uh, $47. That seems like a great deal to me. I mean, yeah, and you're outside, and you mm-hmm. I'd get a room. I, I mean, it would be totally, totally a fun place to see. Her. I mean, you're gonna lose a couple hundred in the casino, so they had to lower the ticket price yeah. for the Lizzo show. So, when do the tickets go on sale? <laughs> uh, next week, so we're talking Wednesday, 10 a.m. You know the drill. Act fast. I imagine pre-sale, they're gonna go pretty quick. Pre-sale is Tuesday the sixth. Right. Key. Um, the promo word is juice. Oh, I see what they did there. Yeah. That's good. But but I think like Treasure Island, I don't know. I mean, they, that place can hold a lot. a lot. Especially if they do it in the amphitheater. I mean, that's a big space. Yes, and, it uh, is. And I, th- and I think they know how to throw a party. Yeah, so they, I feel well, like it's going to be great. there tonight. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Look at you being Feels all plugged like in. Feels like the first time, Matt. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is funny. And Julia's not even here. I know. <laughs> That's weird. Well, I'm glad. Uh, I'm, well, I'm glad, glad to be able to bring you that and, and share this experience, and Brittany. Lizzo, sorry, I, you should have been I'm there. Just it was watching. It was a wild night back when we went to Lizzo I together. Can't even, my my sister went, and I was like, "We just buy me something." So she bought me sweatpants that says 100 percent that and uh, <laughs> blank. And I can't wear them anywhere because I always feel like I love them, but I like uh, my neighborhood. Present. Just yeah. I mean, she's they they don't have pockets. Lizzo. It's across the back, right? No, it's on the leg. On the, oh. Yeah. You can wear those. Get yeah. those out and You're wear right. them with your wedges. I'll wear them here. Okay, thank you. And Lizzo last night was at um, one of our favorite places, Craig's in yeah. West Hollywood. Yes. And she had bleached eyebrows <gasps> and yep. Bantu knots and like a very pretty dress. Was she rocking it? And kind of, uh, yeah, she just looked uh, very she, high fashion. Listen, just, I loved the energy she brought oh, she at the Armory. So I mean, she just has this stage presence mm-hmm. about her and she doesn't give who cares dance, in the world about, her, you know. And dancers are yes. so fun. And yeah. she just owns it and, yeah. and that is why she is so fun to watch. So, okay. Good. That's exciting. I wanted to make sure we had a little time to talk about that. And I wanted to tell you a little story here um, that we told on Five Witnesses this week. Good. Uh, and it's about a man in Stillwater. He's an artist. Uh, and I and I love this. He's a, he's a painter. Mm-hmm. He puts his headphones in and he paints what he hears. You know, he's inspired. He says he hears the colors. Mm-hmm. And it's very impressionist. He's got isn't a gallery it, there. Isn't that a real thing? Synchrophonia yeah. or yeah. something like I that? Think it, I think it is. Yeah. So you can, like, see the colors and right? everything. And um, and here's the thing about it. He's deaf. He's, he's, he has very... A twist. He has very, very limited hearing. 
And he actually, uh, you know, puts his hearing aids in and, mm-hmm. you know, his headphone, headphones, yeah. uh, hearing aids, you know, connects it to his Bluetooth to his phone, listens to jazz. And uh, we talked to him this week uh, and saw some of his work. And um, and you can actually uh, see that online. We have a link and just look for the story. It's under So Minnesota at our website, KSTP.com. But okay. but but his his cool. he talked about how, you know, he can he can um, hear the color. And I don't know. I always thought I was strange, but I kind of can. I when like when I think of months of the year, mm-hmm. there are colors that pop into my mind when I think of the months. Like for some reason, May is yellow, mm-hmm. October is orange. You know, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. December. When I think of the month of December, it's it's blue. You know, February obviously is red, and that's obviously based on like the holidays and right, things like that. Right. But but I can kind of get in his little groove here about that. But I just thought that was the neatest thing, and he's such a he's such an awesome. Is it guy. like impressionist? Yes, it's very of kind of abstract. Mm. It's jazz, you know. Mm, so it's, it's kind of fast and loose, and um, you know, big blotches of color, but with a with kind of that um. Uh, very thick painting style, yeah, so did, it's got that feel to it. You did know? you say Sounds he does beautiful. it like publicly, like he's well, painting? And that's the thing is sometimes he takes his show on the road, so he'll be out at the park, and then ah. like families will stop by and be like, "Hey, buddy, what you doing?" And then when they really hear the story, yeah, they're like blown wow. away that he does this uh, based on you know what he's able to hear through that. It's it's just remarkable. How what old he's is done. this guy? Uh, you know, I'm trying. To, like a, I'm know, pulling a Julia. My papers are all but out of is order. He a youngish <laughs> guy. Or has he been doing this for a long time and this you is guys when just you, discovered him? This is when you yell, no follow-up questions That's and you right. run out of the That's room. Right. No oh, I found it, finally. Okay. No, and I've been stalling. I literally pulled a Julia. Yeah. I mean, vouch for me. I have papers everywhere over yeah. here. Yeah. They're gone. Um, okay, so this man's name is Michael uh, D'Amelio. And... Uh, I don't. Joe Mason did this story for us, yeah, and I don't right. have his age, but he is just. Oh, I was gonna say, I know that guy. From <laughs> that's, five. that's Joe Mason's picture. Good, goodness gracious! But but uh, uh, he's, he's uh, multi. I don't want to. I don't want to offend the man. Right. It was fabulous. He, but he's like he's in his like late thirties, early forties. Okay, yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah. he's been doing this for yes. a while. It's not like a. It's not like a he's teenager not a or anything. Prodigy teenage kid. Right, anything. but it was. It, you know, a lot of us cool. say that. Uh, you know, there were people who were uh, inspiring, and uh, I think I think he's one of the people that inspires me. Because, yeah. gosh, you know what? We, if we're not living with that, we don't. It, I, I struggle to think like, how would I handle that? How yeah. would I handle if I lost my hearing yeah. or my sight or something? Did like you that? guys ever see Sound of Metal? Remember we talked about this, no. Brittany? You no. never saw. Did you see Sound of Metal? No, with I Riz haven't. Ahmed? Tell us. Well, it's about. I mean, he got nominated for everything, but it's about this yeah. guy in a punk rock band of two, and he's yeah. the drummer. His girlfriend's the singer, and he loses his hearing. And, oh, and he has to make it. Work. Yeah, and it's just such an interesting movie about the world of living in no sound. And then the main one of the main takeaways that you take away from that is how vivid and rich of a language American Sign Language is. Yeah. And the emotion that you can the convey. The emotion is so much more than yeah. words. So I, this guy, Michael in Stillwater, if you're down in Stillwater, you know, find his, his gallery down there. Okay. Check him out. I mean, kudos to him. Props for making, you know, this um, this amazing art, mm. you know, in this way. I think it's incredible. And uh, I think the sign language point is really good, too, because I think everyone got a little taste of that. Because, you know, when we were watching The Governor, like, oh, every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. And She's actually, the, the signer became, she became like a star. Because, yeah. And conveying that emotion is really a critical part yeah. of it too because inf- that's inflection right yes you know so well, i i um dm'd her on did twitter you really? i did just to say because she was award she was recognized yes for a couple of different things and i just said i just want to let you know that you have made just i 
the emotion of what you were saying for Walls uh-huh. had a bigger impact on me than some of the words that he was saying because yeah. she was so emotional. And yeah. she wrote me back and she said, my wife loves your show. <gasps> yes! What, Laura, you're, that's so cool! And then I wrote back and she never, I never heard back from her and I said, maybe you can come out during of the state course. fair and sign for Sex Monday. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I'm out and I'm out. I never heard back from her, but I just said, am I in a appropriate or what no, but i just no. said that'd be kind of an interesting i could never do sign language because i talk with my hands too much already like i could never control it enough well it's just they're flying all yeah over yeah <laughs> well that would be they would That's um, the problem i'd have to rein it in every time oh, get a oh, oh, we don't. i'd be your sign language mistress and i'd be Stop it. cracking the whip <laughs> yeah it'd be a tough one listen uh thank you so much <laughs> <laughs> moving on <laughs> No, and, and you know that I've said before, speaking of how uh, everyone knows your show and yeah. loves you, and yeah. I'm going to give you a little love here. You know I'm on TV nearly every day of the yeah. week, and um, I hear from more people when I go places like, oh my gosh, Matt Belanger, I listen to you on Lori and Julia true? all the yeah. time. And then, it- nobody mentions the television. <laughs> it's so true. I have been in radio for like almost 15 years, yeah. and being on this show... I get more people being I like, know. oh, we you're Lori and Julia's friend. We Not even on air. Just like, uh, yeah. I'm always well, like, oh, fun. you. Well, maybe I, you're going to enjoy the block party. Maybe I can yes. talk Brittany into coming to Lizzo with me because I got I can, I can cough up $47. Yes, yeah. you can. Mm-hmm. Matt, thank you so it's much. A Have a wonderful weekend. And thank you for yes. coming in studio. This is the this first is the time new, in a year and a half. The new thing. We're going to shoot for Fridays at 3.30. But, you know, like everything on this show, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, you might take a Friday off and need a day, you know, to yourself. Okay, sounds good. Happy Independence Day early here, everybody. All right, thank you so much. Listen, when we come back, Brittany and I have to discuss a few things. (laughs) Do you think we should play a foreigner song for everybody driving out to Treasure Island and getting all excited? Everywhere that people are going, it's so wild. It's wild, Wild. and I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even as someone who doesn't drink, I don't drink, and I just get into it. I dance, I sweat on people, and I love it. And people are hooking up. Yes. Oh, my my best friend, she just broke up with her long-term boyfriend, and she is having a hot girl summer that I am living vicariously through, and I love it. Yeah. It's just act it's a fool. Act a fool. Yes. People are. Yeah. There People is are. there's something in the air like we talked about. Every time we go out and we're out and about, it there's and there's something in I the air. I guess this happened after the nineteen eighteen flu epidemic. Yeah, that's what you're saying. When it was over, the roaring twenties mm. happened and women got out of the girdles and corsets <laughs> yeah. and they started wearing the shimmy things, bobbing their hair, drinking, smoking, dancing. People are just like it's We've been cont- we were contained and now we've been let loose. I love it. It's yeah. awesome. There's no rules with fashion. Whatever. And just think about it though, right now, like you said, people are driving out there, getting ready, getting excited, about to go buy maybe their first beer or, yeah. or water, whatever or water, it may be. Whatever. Feel that energy oh. in the air. Yeah, in the double white, I was playing Creedence songs yeah, to yeah. John Fogarty's that mystic and yeah. foreigners here and between Jess and I and all the songs, because I was trying if we can, we'd like to sing a Friday song if somebody's in town. Nice. And we haven't been able to do that because nobody's, nobody's been, been in yeah. town. And the suburbs are playing tonight at Seventh Street Entry tonight and tomorrow, but that like was sold out in like two minutes, yeah. you know, a couple of months ago. And we already play Love is Love, so I'm like, okay, it's gotta be between these two. 
and just kind of just looked at me and she said, yeah, I don't think a foreigner song is the way for you guys to go. Because Rocco isn't here. Yes, and he does carry us. He does. He was the Friday, and Grant can sing mm. a little bit. Like I can sing a little bit. Yeah, we know. can sing together, but that's about and it. And Brittany, so we did pick um, "Bad Moon Rising" by Creedence Clearwater. Yeah, that'll be fun. Okay, here are your choices of topics, Miss Brittany. We can talk about Rural Housewives of Beverly Hills. We can talk about um, um, Megan McCain. And her publicist, who is a leaky Titanic, to page six, spreading. No, she is. My God, they are leaking like a sieve over there. Or Prince Harry and William and their mom's statue. Why are you asking? You know I'm going to pick Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I live for this. I literally all week watching Real Housewives. You know, I was with Steve earlier this week. And he doesn't watch it, does God he? God no. bless his heart. Yeah, no. He actually said he'd watch. He'd watched one, like fifteen minutes of it. Seems because like I, a waste I'm, of time to have to even try and explain. I all know. Of it. It's and just so, rich women behaving badly. And so I just kept going. Brittany, you're with Lori on Friday. You're with Lori on Friday. Every, <laughs> at six a.m. when I was picking up dog poop this whole week, I said you're with Lori on Friday. We got to talk Erica Jane. Yeah, and we can just say as far as Beverly Hills, yeah. uh, you can take Denise Richards away from Beverly Hills Housewives, but you simply cannot take the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills away from their infuriating, maddening habit of making a huge deal out of something and then acting like they're the victims of the huge deal that they've just been made of. And I'm talking about Crystal and Sutton and everything. Ugh. And everyone ignoring the Erica elephant in the room. It's That wild. she's getting divorced and being sued. And we know all these ladies know all of this because they all have ding alerts for real housewife anything. Except maybe Kathy Hilton doesn't know what a Google She might is. not. She might not. No, it is wild. Okay, we have to talk about how everyone is ignoring also like any bad behavior Sutton has because she's Sick rich and gives everybody presents all the time, always. <laughs> yeah, monogrammed everything. Yes. And so it's like, wh- I have not seen that kind of like avoiding a crazy person on that level since like um, Kim Richards when she was on and they're yeah. avoiding that only because it was Kyle's sister. Right. Now, good, good, good. Beverly Hills memory. Oh, my heart is exploding. Yeah. Um, and then Erica, yes, Erica Jane's giving, telling us nothing. She's claiming, she's jumping on to everything we already knew, that he was a dismissive, half their husband. That it wasn't a real true marriage, even though they'd been together 28 years or something. 20, yeah, it was, I mean, the amount of time they're together, and she's like, somebody threw out, and you could tell this was already talked about. This was so Lisa goes. Was it because he didn't come to Roxy or you know Chicago yeah. uh, when you were doing that on Broadway, the Chicago musical? Yes, that was part of it. Oh, I know, but thank you, sh- thank you, Shady Bravo editors, for giving us the cut where she says to all the ladies, "Tom is just simply too busy." Once I get into the room, remember yes. they showed it or and something. And on the reunion, She's- and, and then yeah, then COVID happened and he couldn't come. And it's like I don't believe one word not- of the BS that Erica says in her confessional. She is playing to the camera, but unfortunately, all her yes. behavior before the confessional 
the prosecuting district attorney's office is yeah. taking notes. Oh, a thousand percent. Um, also, we have to talk about her attitude and overall vibe change ever since she's needed a platform. So she used to be rely on the fact that she was wealthy and everyone should suck up to her. And she was mm-hmm. very cold most That's of the time. True, yeah. Now she shows up to events like, hey, girl. And you're like, who are you? That's true. It's so annoying. And. Everyone just keeps talking about, first off, she has leaked, you know, it's funny because with present day stuff and what she's leaked that he, she caught a text or him cheating on her and it's all just like forced, faked and weird. And we're, we're never going to find out the truth until this court case happens and then we'll find out. Well, you know, she is getting testy because People Magazine is covering her now quite a bit. It's not just Us Weekly and Radar, which is who was doing it, and um, she is uh, having to, uh, her landlord, her accountant, all this stuff, they've come across some more money, another money trail, and they want to know how is she renting this house in Hancock Park. They're going to want to know. The Daily Mail has photos of her now. Maybe she's catching a ride with somebody, but getting on a private jet in Burbank. She and... Uh, Tom never owned those jets. They leased them for a million dollars a year each. Now, when you think about how many millions of dollars this guy is embezzled from burn victims, widows, orphans. Today, we have our first lawsuit for um, this guy who sued Pacific Gas and Electric. Tom Girardi represented him. Mm -hmm. It was a gas pipeline that exploded in the neighborhood. He has burns over 90% of his body. Oh. And his girlfriend died in the explosion. He was awarded eleven point five million. He hasn't gotten a dollar. He is now suing her. Wow. Based on what he's seen on the show. It's why and it's <laughs> it's so wild. Because his she other, has the audacity yeah. to walk around like she's been wronged. And I have and she claps back so hard at people. On Twitter. She's very active on Twitter and Instagram, and she's just like She's still that I don't I have zero F's to give, yeah. but I just feel like the curtain has been pulled down. It's like Oz. Yeah. And she's just been a mean, um, kind of trashy woman for I a know. long time. And we put lipstick on her, but now we see that we see. And and I still think, you know, her timing of her divorce and everything, it all smells to high heaven. It so does, and we're gonna find yeah. out more and more. And I'm so happy I know you. I love this talk. Yes! Thank you, Brittany.